Hello, hello. Welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. This podcast is a place where we normalize and share all things taboo, such as talking about mental health, struggles with anxiety and depression, going through divorce, experiencing grief, navigating adulthood, navigating addiction, getting into AA, and a little bit of everything in between. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. My name is Madison, and thanks for tuning into this episode. This episode, we are talking about codependency. And if you guys do not know about codependency, really what it is, it's when you are reliant on another person, another person's mood, events, or circumstances to dictate your mood, or really just your ability to deal with life. So that is what we are going to be talking about today. Codependency is something that I really just stumbled upon somewhat recently. I have been going to therapy, going to CBT therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy. And within that, I have learned a lot of things about myself. And one of the things that I have learned is that... I was very codependent in my relationship with my ex-husband, and codependency is also very common in people with addiction. So I just want to tell you guys a little bit more about codependency, how it manifests, what I've learned about it, all those sorts of things. So that definition that I gave at the beginning was really just kind of my interpretation of what codependency is, but I actually have a couple articles I'm going to share some different things with you guys from, and I'm also going to link these articles in the show notes as well as link my Amazon books. So that way, if there's any books that I talk about that you guys are interested, you guys can order them off Amazon as well. So There is a site that I like that's called verywellmind.com, and they have an article talking about codependency. And so they define codependency as uh, codependency in a relationship is when each person involved is mentally, emotionally, physically, or spiritually reliant on the other. A codependent relationship can exist between romantic partners, but also with family members and friends and tends to lead to to dysfunctional relationship patterns. So then it goes on to talk about how this is common in people who have addiction with alcohol or other things. And this actually was a term, I did not know this, but this term was actually coined in the context of AA. And you guys, if you've been listening for a little while, you guys know that I am in AA and have struggled with a problem with alcohol. And so whenever I was looking into codependency more and I saw how codependency and alcohol and dependency and just addiction all tie in so closely, I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. So it goes on to say that codependency is not necessarily a clinical diagnosis. It really incorporates aspects of different attachment styles And generally, it overlaps with other disorders, anxiety, different things like that you may have. So it has quite a few different uh, medical doctors' opinions on causes of codependency, different things like that. And so one of the things that it writes about is as far as causes of 
codependency, it really comes back to poor boundaries and including the ability to say no. So what does this mean? Literally us people pleasers, Generally, we are people-pleasing because we are codependent on that person, that relationship, that situation. Maybe we're just codependent on trying to keep the peace so we go along with whatever everybody wants. And so I really want to get into how does codependency show up? So I think codependency shows up through people-pleasing. It shows up by being addicted to a person or a relationship. And I want to highlight, you can be codependent on a partner, a parent, a friend, a sibling. Really, it doesn't necessarily matter. There are lots of ways that codependency can show up and lots of different people it can show up in. So let's talk about how does codependency impact life and relationships. So codependency usually is caused by as well as creates instability. And this obviously creates dysfunctional relationships. So some of the ways that this can kind of show up is uh, codependency. I really like this quote. It is by Dr. Exelberg, I'm probably butchered that, but codependency is a circular relationship in which one person needs the other person who in turn needs to be needed. Ooh, we're not even done. The codependent person known as the giver feels worthless unless they are needed by and making sacrifices for the enabler, otherwise known as the taker. So basically that is, I think, just such a good quote and just explanation on kind of how codependency can manifest in relationships. And this can show up as if you're around somebody that you feel like you're always walking on eggshells with to avoid conflict with them, feeling the need to check in with that person, always being the one to apologize, feeling sorry for them, even when they hurt you, doing anything for the other person, even if it makes you feel uncomfortable. This one I love, putting the other person on a pedestal, despite the fact they don't merit this position. And uh, this is another good one, a need for other people to like you in order for you to feel good about yourself. I think that ties back so closely into codependency and into really just kind of how that shows up within life and relationships. So here is how I learned about codependency. So I had been just sharing different things about my life and my struggles with my therapist. And she was like, Hey, there's this codependency book that I think you should read. I think you might relate to it. And I was like, yeah, I'll look into it. And then I didn't read it. And then she kept bringing it up and I was like, fine, I'll read it. So I read it and I was like, Oh my gosh, this book, literally all of it. It's me. So I went back and I was like, so this thing, it's me. And so I have been spending part of my sessions, just learning more about it, learning how to detach from having codependent relationships. And I've also been spending time every morning doing this devotional that I have that is actually written by Melody Beattie, which is actually the same woman that wrote the original codependency book that I read, but it's called The Language of Letting Go. And it is daily meditations on codependency. And so I want to read one to you guys. And so I read these every single morning. They're literally like a half page to a page devotional. And it basically gives a place for you to focus throughout the day. And whenever you learn about codependency and you realize all the different ways that it shows up, it's kind of overwhelming to be like, oh my gosh, how do I fix so many things at once? And so I love this devotional because it basically, it's literally written like August 23rd, August 24th. So it literally goes through 
each day of the year. And so that way you have one small thing to focus on each day rather than like a million mumble jumboed things, if you know what I mean. So I want to read one to you guys from August 23rd. It is entitled self-care. And so it always starts with a quote. And this quote is actually from her book, Beyond Codependency. When will we become lovable? When will we feel safe? When will we get all the protection, nurturing, and love we so richly deserve? We will get it when we begin to give it to ourselves. And then it goes on to kind of talk about that quote. So the idea of giving ourselves what we want and need can be confusing, especially if we've spent many years not knowing that it's okay to take care of ourselves. Taking care of our energy and focus off others and their responsibilities and placing that energy onto ourselves and our responsibilities is a recovery behavior that it can be acquired. We learn it by daily practice. We begin by relaxing, by breathing deeply and letting go of our fears enough to feel as peaceful as we can. Then we ask ourselves, what do I need to do to take care of myself today or for this moment? What do I need and want to do? What would demonstrate love and self-responsibility? Am I caught up in the belief that others are responsible for making me happy, responsible for me? Then the first thing I need to do is correct my belief system. I am responsible for myself. Do I feel anxious and concerned about a responsibility I've been neglecting? Then perhaps I need to let go of my fears and tend to that responsibility. Do I feel overwhelmed, out of control? Maybe I need to journey back to the first of the 12 steps. The first of the 12 steps, if you guys aren't familiar, is admitting your life has become unmanageable and that you're powerless over alcohol. Have I been working too hard? Maybe what I need to do is to take some time off and do something fun. Have I been neglecting my work or daily tasks? Then maybe what I need to do is get back to my routine. There's no recipe, no formula, no guidebook for self-care. We each have a guide and that guide is within us. We need to ask the question, what do I need to do to take loving, responsible care of myself? Then we need to listen to the answer. Self-care is not that difficult. The most challenging part is trusting the answer and having the courage to follow through once we hear it. And then the focus is today I will focus on taking care of myself. I will trust myself and my higher power to guide me in the process. So that one I wanted to share with you guys because it's just one that I have marked as one of my favorites that I've read so far. And I think it just really gives you guys a great glimpse of if you're interested in learning more about codependency. I really think this devotional book is a great way to start, like I said, a focus at a time. And it really helps you to go through the process of detaching from codependency. I also, of course, I'm going to plug therapy and some of the links and resources I'm going to share with you guys. It does talk about how helpful therapy is in recovering from codependency, identifying it and being able to stop those patterns. And so I really want to finish by talking about how to change your mindset around codependency. So first of all, you need to learn and realize that you control your mood, your happiness, and stability. Others or situations can only control you if you allow them to. Obviously, there are exceptions to this, grief, depression, things like that, where you literally cannot get out of them. But overall, how to overcome 
codependency, I'm going to share with you guys some tips and tricks from theverywellmind.com. And this one I love, become the president of your own fan club. Learn to speak lovingly and positively to yourself and resist the impulse to self-criticize. So this is talking about something we talk about all the time on this podcast. Stop the negative self-talk and do your affirmations instead. And yes, I do mean the cheesy affirmations where you talk about how much you love yourself and how you're beautiful and how you're confident and how you can do difficult things and how you're strong even when sometimes you think you're weak and all of those things because a lot of this literally is reprogramming your mind and you have to do this by taking one step at a time, one small thing, one small habit, one small, you know, piece at a time to really get there. So I also think that you really have to learn how to not be afraid to say no. You have to stop the people pleasing. I think as long as you're people pleasing, you'll always have a piece of codependency in there. And so I think being able to acknowledge that that can be how it shows up for you is definitely an important piece of the process. So that is a little bit about codependency. I actually have a link from verywellmind.com I'm going to share with you guys. And then I have another link that is actually by Positive Psychology, which is another place that I just love, that is actually going to be on codependency, what are the signs and how to overcome it. And it is pretty similar to the last one, but it actually goes into 20 different signs of codependency and how to differentiate between a healthy and a codependent relationship. So I'm going to post these and link to the show notes. I'm also going to post all of this stuff in the Facebook group. If you guys don't know, we do have a Facebook group for It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed. And I post in there every day when I post a podcast with really just additional resources or try to create conversation around normalizing whatever the topic is for that day or for that week. So that's what you guys can be looking forward to coming up in the Facebook group. Also really trying to create a place of community, a place of people that are just living life judgment-free and really just accepting and loving of one another. So if that sounds like your jam, I'll also link the Facebook group in the show notes so you can click to join from there. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'll be back on Friday for an episode of Faith Friday. And as always, happy healing, babes. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please click the follow button to get alerts for new episodes. And please leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps with the show. And of course, if you listen to this and you were like, you know who needs to hear this? My best girly pop, my mom, my sister, whoever. Please share with a friend. And as always, happy healing, babes.